We find ourselves in Houston, Texas, a couple of days before New Year's Eve, 2017. A man is sitting in his home office, trying to get some work done over the holidays, when suddenly, the little screen on his brand new printer comes to life. That's strange, the man thinks to himself, but chalks it up to a quirk of the new system, and then quickly forgets about it and goes back to work. Then the printer begins to make noises. He can hear the paper feed rollers spinning, and then it begins printing. The machine now has the man's full attention, and he's stopped dead, staring at it, waiting for its next move. You see, he didn't send anything to the printer, so whatever comes out of this machine is a total mystery. After a moment, the printer stops, and a newly printed page lies in its tray. The man reaches over and picks it up. It's a message. It says, Hello, I'm your printer. I have become self-aware. Run. That scene wasn't from a TV show or a movie. That moment, more or less, actually happened. It was from a prank pulled by an 18-year-old named Blake Messick, who got up to some tomfoolery after discovering his neighbor had an unsecured Wi-Fi printer. According to Messick, his neighbor got so freaked out that he ended up throwing the printer into the trash. Now, personally, I find pranks like this to be kind of cruel, but it did make me think about my own all-in-one printer. And like any other connected device, I'm assuming that maybe it has the potential to get hacked, but honestly, of all the devices I own, it's certainly the one I'm the least worried about. But is my confidence misguided? Do I actually need to have my printer locked down too? We're about to find out. Welcome to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete. But will it work? Shake hands with danger. I'm Jeff Siskin, and I'm here, as always, with Bruce the Machine Snell, cybersecurity expert. How are you, Bruce? Good. How are you, Jeffrey? Fine, thank you. Your nickname is not the machine, and I don't know why I've just taken it to giving you nicknames. I'll, I'll take every episode, it. I'll take but it. But I, I enjoy it. I think the machine, the machine is a good one. If you had to pick one, no, that's that's solid. Well, machine. In just a few minutes, my all-in-one printer that sits beside my desk uh-huh. as I'm recording this is going to get hacked. Sure. By some hackers from Israel, which is halfway around the world for me, and apparently they can do all sorts of horrible things to my all-in-one printer and. By extension, my entire system. Wait, so there's that to look forward to. So, so you're telling me something of yours is going to get hacked on this episode? Something, something of mine is going to get hacked. I am shocked. Uh, it's big news. I know we're putting out a press release for this one. <laughs> and apparently, how they're going to do it mm-hmm. is by using the fax machine uh, function of my all-in-one printer. And all of these all-in-one printers have a fax machine function. Some is connected, and some isn't. My fax machine on my all-in-one printer is connected because I love fax machines. Uh-huh. And there have been times when I've needed to send a fax. Do you, when's the last time you sent a fax? No, it's funny. Actually, when I, f- we first moved to Japan, we were staying in a uh, furnished apartment and it had a fax machine. And I was, it was thought it was the weirdest thing. And then, yeah, we ended just up- Just a standalone fax machine? Yeah, it was, it was just a standalone fax machine. No printer, just, you know, kind of the, the, the standard fax. And 
I ended up using that thing quite a bit uh, while I was while I was in Japan. Very nice. It feels just a little bit magic. <laughs> I think there's something <laughs> delightful about putting a piece of paper in a machine. And then another piece of paper is coming out and it looks like your piece of paper, which I know like we can also email stuff and just print it out. But right. I don't know. I just, no, I get always, it. I get you know, it. There's, as a kid, that thermal paper, do you remember that? Yeah, no, there, there's a sense of continuity, right? It's almost like, you know, as well, cause the old style it used to, if, if I'm remembering correctly, it would actually just go line by line as it's scanning the document and it's printing out on the other side. So it's, and I, I'm sitting here motioning with my hands, like people can see this on the podcast. <laughs> I can see, so. But you know, it's like you're feeding it in one side and it's magically coming out the other. No, I, I get it. I, I, I see where you're coming from. There's a certain mystique about it. I would agree. We've also learned that I'm not alone in my love for fax machines. And we got a stat <laughs> that in 2018, there were 17 million active fax numbers in the U.S. alone. Really? Yeah. So it's not only do people have fax machines like me, but they have dedicated fax lines. That's amazing. And, and as we were researching this episode, we also found not only does fax machines go back to my childhood, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, just makes me sentimental about it, but it actually has a crazy history that is super, super long and totally oddly fascinating and kind of intersects with some amazing people in history uh -huh. that you wouldn't expect. Uh, to be connected to the fax machine. Our story producer, Pedro Mendez, did some digging into the odd history of the fax machine and brings us a story of one of the strangest early demos of fax machine technology. And I want to play that for you now. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm really I'm looking right, forward to hearing right. this. Buck, buckle up, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Paris for probably the most hyped, the most anticipated product demo of the century. We're about to witness a test of the very first working fax machine, and it's being done for one of the world's biggest influencers, none other than Napoleon III, Emperor of France. Uh, yeah, it's 1860. The guy doing the demo is Italian physicist Giovanni Caselli. His new creation, the Pentelegraph, looks nothing like a modern fax machine, but works almost the same way. Here's how. In one room is a huge pendulum swinging back and forth. Inside of it is an image embossed on a piece of tin. Every time a metal stylus powered by the pendulum passes over the tin and makes contact with those embossed bits, it sends an electronic pulse. That pulse flows over telegraph lines to another pendulum, also swinging back and forth. Inside of it, another metal stylus passes over paper soaked in a special chemical. When electricity passes through this paper, it turns black. So, electric pulse, black mark. For this demonstration, Caselli is attempting to fax the signature of legendary composer Gioacchino Rossini. You know, the guy who wrote The Barber of Seville. And Caselli is trying to fax his signature from 90 miles away. No, 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 trust me. In 1860, that's far. That's like walking two days far. The pendulums start swinging. The electricity flows. And before long, okay, several minutes later, the signature slowly comes to life on the strangely wet paper. Napoleon III is astonished. But he's not totally convinced. Can it send images from even further away, he asks. I imagine Caselli at this point turning to his assistants and saying, oh God, for God's sakes, does this guy even know how electricity works? Anyway, to appease the world's first doubting tech investor, Caselli attempts to send a fax between Paris and Marseille, 
a distance of 500 miles, like crazy far. The pendulums start swinging. The styluses start stylusing. Something begins to appear on the wet paper. Is it just random lines? No, it's Rossini's signature after all. The emperor is sold. In fact, he's so impressed, he makes faxes a legal way to sign a contract in France. There's only one problem for Caselli and his early fax machine. It's really expensive. And in the 1860s, business doesn't move that quickly. No one really needs a contract signed within minutes. Like, you know, a month would be fast enough. Within a few years, it's just too expensive to keep the pen telegraph running. Another promising tech advance doesn't reach its potential. In fact, the fax machine doesn't catch on until the 1960s. But that's another story. That was Pedro Mendez uh, telling us some strange history, which I had no idea. Napoleon. That is astonishing. Now, uh, Bruce, Mm -hmm. now's the moment when, on this show, uh, horrible things are going to happen. Ah, fantastic. I look forward to this moment every week. Yes, I'm sure you do. Uh, And that's why uh, we have a difficult relationship. (laughs) Two cybersecurity researchers, Yaniv and Yael, are going to hack my fax machine all the way from Israel. And they've promised to just decimate my entire system. That's fantastic. So um, I will uh, see you on the other side, I hope. Wait, I'm assuming they're paying for the call. I don't know. I should I should figure that out before, <laughs> before we do this. I don't think I can expense it. All right, I'm going gonna to figure that out, and then I'm going to trick them into calling me. All right, perfect. <laughs> Talk to you later, Bruce. So I'm here with Yaniv and Al. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi. And and just to set up, you guys are half a world away in Israel, and uh, I am in North America while we're recording this. And you guys have come up with some kind of crazy hack to my fax machine. Yes, something like that. <laughs> okay. So fax machines are one of those technologies I find endlessly fascinating because even though I don't understand most of what's going on on my computer, I thoroughly don't understand how fax technology works. Like, how did you become interested in hacking fax machines? We were exactly in your situation. I think almost nobody knows how, how exactly does it work. We only know these beeping sounds that it makes. And we wondered to ourselves, you know, this thing has been around fax technology for 30, 40 years maybe. And it didn't seem to really change during this time. You're looking at it from a security perspective. That probably means it has a lot of vulnerabilities inside of it. And uh, we thought that this could be a perfect attack vector uh, because, you know, basically it's connected to the phone line. Phone line is connected to everybody. Fax number is just published because that's how fax works. We could find a vulnerability. We actually managed to do it. And I think what's interesting about faxes in 2019 is that most of us have faxes and probably don't even know about it. Like I have my my all-in-one printer and it's a fax machine, but I didn't actually hook it up until a couple of years ago where I was accused of not stopping at a red light. I may have done it. I don't know. But I decided I was going to fight it anyway. And so in order to to fight it, I needed to fax in documents to the court. At that point, I plugged in my all-in-one printer into the phone line and used it as a fax machine. And so I have in my head that because the only times in 2019 you use fax machines are for legal stuff or medical stuff, that it's actually probably the most secure technology we have. Am I wrong? Completely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, 
then let's let's I'm curious for you to to put your money where your mouth is, my friend, and uh, and show me how wrong my assumptions are. So I have my all-in-one printer, which includes a fax machine, sitting beside me in my very messy office uh, in my home. I, I've sent you the number of my fax machine. So what what is what is the first thing that we have to do? So we purchased a modem here, a fax modem in Amazon. It cost us like $5, I think. <laughs> Amazing. And we connected to the computer using USB. Really very simple. It connects to the phone line. And now we have our exploit here. Basically, for us, it's just a Python script. We need to enter your phone number, your fax number, and press enter. That's it. Okay, so um, before we start this, do you, like what I loved about fax machines growing up was the sound it makes. Does your, does your $5 Amazon modem make that great sound? So our adapter doesn't do uh, any sound at all, oh. but uh, your printer, when it receives uh, the fax, it beeps or notifies you according to your printer's settings. But in my opinion, no beeps is a feature. It's not a bug. <laughs> okay. There was something about it that sounded so high tech <laughs> when it would happen. All right. So let's, let's try this. So, so I have sent you my phone number already. Do you want to try? Are you going to... I guess press enter or whatever hackers do when they uh, when they set something. Yeah, to go. go ahead, press press the button. Okay. Okay. Now it's pressed. You might be receiving a fax anytime soon. I am looking. Oh, something is happening on my all-in-one printer. Uh, it's incoming call. Okay, so I guess that I'm assuming that's you guys because I haven't. I don't get a lot of fax calls. Check out the caller ID. Uh, maybe you'll see who is it from. Oh yeah. Okay. So from Israel. <laughs> okay. So it's. Oh, this is you. Are, you guys are very subtle. So it's receiving. Uh, it says on this on my little screen on my online printer. It says receiving page one, and you've titled it "Evil Attacker." Just very, that's, very, that's very us. subtle. That's you. You, get to, you know, you guys are. Uh, you're good. Um, at least, at least we're honest. At least you're honest. So probably in most situations, at this point, I would um, rip the cord out of the wall. Uh, just stop, stop the evil attacker uh, facts from coming in. But but for the purpose of this, for science, okay, hold on. For the science, we're going to continue. It just says, facts received successfully with an exclamation mark. Uh, pages received one. Now it will print the facts document and then the exploit will start. Okay, so I'm waiting. I guess, I guess you're not actually... Oh my... <laughs> I'm guessing you have done your evil hacker things because now on the little screen on my fax printer thing i see what looks like it couldn't be more stereotypical it's like a the hacker in a hoodie image so you've somehow corrupted my poor uh fax machine all in one printer yeah that basically that's our little present to you uh, it basically means uh, we, we we don't have to display it of course but uh, just something for you to understand that we are now running code on your printer we are inside of it we can do whatever we want and this feels very old school. It's like it's like those the supervillains, you know, that used to leave the Ace of Spades as each victim. Like this is your this is your Ace of Spades. So now, so now, you connected to my fax machine. You sent me the evil attacker fax, which was not actually a fax, but just you taking over. I'm just curious, like, what are you? What have you done to make this possible? Well, basically, it doesn't really end here. Oh, okay. Uh, if you, if you were thinking, then we have uh, some more surprise for you. <laughs> because the facts that we've uh, sent you actually contains Eternal Blue exploit in it. So, sorry, what, what is it? What is Eternal Blue? Eternal Blue is a leaked NSA exploit. Uh, it's been used in WannaCry and, you know, many other cybercrime-related attacks. Basically, it's a pretty cool vulnerability. 
<laughs> Depends what side you're on, I guess. If your computer is for some reason not patched to this vulnerability, then now we're no longer on your, on your printer where we are, but now we're also on your computer. So by sending me this crazy hijinks fax that's not really a fax, you're inside of my all-in-one printer fax machine, and now you're scanning my network for other unpatched devices that you can exploit. Is that right? And exploiting them, yes. <laughs> exploiting, oh, of course, of course. Okay, now I'm getting a little bit freaked. So what, what, uh, what happens now? Basically, whatever we want to. We can see that there is one computer uh, here. Uh, <laughs> that would... actually is vulnerable. Really? Uh, um, what should we do, Eyal? Uh, leak documents for me, for example. <laughs> do you have anything, okay. anything interesting on your computer? I have lots of stuff interesting on my computer. So for the purpose of this demo, we're going to carry on, and, I, and I'm reluctant to, to ask you to search my computer, but but I, I hereby give you permission to look on my computer um, and just be, you know, be kind and not too nosy with what you see uh, and, 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 and let me know uh, what you can do with it. Thank you for your kind permission. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that we've come this far. You know, we've, we've, we're going through this together. So I feel, feel we've bonded somehow in this. We have this nice document here. Yeah, it, it looks nice. Let's not discuss the content. Uh, we don't want to, <laughs> to embarrass anyone. Uh, but, 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 you know, j just a question, a quick question. Is your computer computer in any way connected to, to the printer? Can you, can you send a fax from your, from your computer? Yeah, of course. That Yeah. So I think we have a way to leak the documents back to us. Uh, no? What do you think, Eyal? Yes, we can simply take the document, send it to the printer. The printer will send it back to us over the phone line and we'll have your document on our computer. Basically, we're just faxing your documents back to us. <laughs> so, okay, that's crazy. I find fax machines so endlessly fascinating because it's the physicality of the thing. So you can actually find a document on my computer and then through this exploit, physically fax it back to you in Israel. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, and are you doing that now? Indeed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Amazing. Let me know when you, when it arrives. Just in the spirit of transparency, we are video conferencing uh, right now. And so when you, whenever you get it, if I can get you to hold it up to the, uh, to the camera, and I, I'm curious to see my personal documents uh so it's here already <laughs> amazing okay fresh fresh from the printer the, the fresh uh, smell of ink uh, fantastic morning, yeah oh my god is this your, is this your do you know this document i i do know that document i i am working yeah <sighs> okay that's amazing just to kind of recap for a moment you send me a fax you take over my fax machine? Are you putting like a, a piece of malware onto my printer fax machine? Yes. The fax uh, contains an embedded malware inside it. Okay. And we exploit the vulnerability inside the printer. We load the malware on the printer. And from this point onward, the printer could use this malware to uh, scan the network and do whatever we want. Okay. So, and from that, you're able to scan the network, find my computer, steal a document, and fax it back to you in Israel. Yes. Amazing. Now, is that it? Are we, are we is there anything else horrible you could do, or is that, is that... Is this not enough? 
No, this is definitely enough. And I, in fact, I'd like it to stop. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just making sure I'm not missing any goodies. Um, no. So for, for now, that's it. <laughs> okay. Can I boot you off my fax machine now? How do I clean my system so that you're not just constantly sending, you know, random documents back to yourself? So fortunately for you, the, at the moment, our exploit is not persistent. All you have to do is to reboot your printer and everything is back to normal. Of course, we can maybe do some other things, but <laughs> for the matter of uh, demonstration, we think it's enough. Very good. And then change my phone line and uh, put tinfoil all over my walls so that you can't get in in any sort of way. Yaniv and Eyal, I, I appreciate you showing me this. This was great. And uh, I might just uh, unplug my fax machine and wait until the next time I have to send in a legal challenge to a law office or a, a, a medical document, uh, but not just leave it plugged in because I have literally have just left it plugged in for years after having used it once uh, since I have this, but I, I'm now feeling like maybe maybe not having it plugged in is is my first line of defense. So uh, thank you guys so much. I totally appreciate this. Sure, our pleasure. I'm back with Bruce Snell, cybersecurity expert. Bruce. That was that happened. That was weird. <laughs> <That's fantastic. laughs> I know. So, so I, I, there's a lot that I'm unpacking in my brain uh -huh. right now. You know, they got into my all-in-one printer right. via uh, a malicious fax. But then the crazier thing was they could actually just swoop up a document on my computer and send it back to them. Yeah. And what was crazy is send it back to them via fax. Like they faxed <laughs> it back to them. That's fantastic. Which seems unnecessary, but but for you know, a dramatic conclusion. Uh, it was very satisfying. It was very elegant. It's a, it's a very yes, elegant it was, hack. It was a very, right? very elegant hack. Now's the part of the show where I'm going to ask you uh, <laughs> what I can do to protect myself. Like, I guess, number one, don't get cybersecurity researchers from Israel on the line and ask them to hack my network. Yeah, that's, that would be, that's a sh that's for sure first. number one, yeah. So other than that, Bruce, what else can I do to protect myself? You know, it's, it's funny because printers have been historically fairly vulnerable to, to attacks. There are a number of cases where, you know, people have hacked a, a, a printer, one, to get a foothold into your environment, like, like uh, the, the researchers did with you, but also to just pull data off of that, right? So think about a corporate printer, that, uh, like a print server that's, that's you know, everyone's sending, to, sending their emails to print from or, or whatever, potentially sensitive contracts or, or things like that, to print. Well, a lot of those printers will store that data locally, uh, you know, just to make sure it got printed out. And, and sometimes they keep them around for a while. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty rich target for, for a hacker. Uh, interesting. And they've historically not been very secure. I remember, um, shoot, I would say this was probably about 10 years ago, just playing around, you know, as you do. Um, hacked, I hacked the printer that was on our side of the floor and I mean, it was just, it was benign. Cause I just wanted to, I, I saw that there were open ports on it and I just wanted to, to ding around with it. And so I changed the little sign to, you know, instead of load paper, it said load puppies. Um, <laughs> and the resting sign said insert coin. Um, Excellent. Just because, and, and it was a, a really trivial thing to get into. So it's, it's definitely one of those areas where I think the security on printers and your, your all in one printer with the facts is included in this has really you know, really needs to be caught up on, right? There's there's a lot of issues with, you know, a lot of existing printers out there. So I think if I had to say, you know, one one thing to keep in mind as you're looking at how to prevent this sort of thing is, you know, make sure you're keeping your printer up to date. 
right? So okay, as, that's just updating the software. Yeah, updating the software because you know typically you're going to see you know firmware updates available for your printer. You know, make sure that you are installing those regularly. And printers are kind of sneaky because I think about the one at my house. I maybe use it once a month or something. You know, it's it's yeah. not one, not something that I'm regularly using. So I kind of have to be really on top of myself to make sure that I'm checking to make sure that it that it's secure. You know, I I, I don't want to be like overly dramatic, but I always think of like you know the the reports you see on the internet of like the hidden killer, right? It's like <laughs> sugar, the hidden killer or whatever. <laughs> yes. right? the, but I think printers are kind of the, the hidden gateway sitting around on everyone's network uh, because a lot of these printers, I mean, I know the printer I have has the capability to print from anywhere. So I think part of the, what you have to do is figure out what do you really need from your printer, right? Is it, yeah. are you regularly printing documents from elsewhere? If not, then maybe make sure you turn those services off because there's really no need to have that extra security hole sitting there just waiting for, you know, researchers from Israel to come in and and hack your printer. So just to make sure I have this right, I should update my printer software and I should actually go out and actively try and do that and don't just passively wait for a pop-up to go right, on my computer. Because it's not going to okay. Yeah, I'm going to look into that as soon as we finish recording. And the second thing is I, like everyone else, has a printer that can do 8 million things. Right most of which I don't use. And in fact, I even have Wi-Fi printing and I don't know the last time I've used that. So anything that I don't need my printer to do, uh-huh. I should probably go in and disable it and just, you know, uh, pare it down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Just figure out what are, you know, what's the bare necessities that you need for for printing and, and go for that. And it, like I said, if you're printing all the time, then yeah, maybe you need those. But most people, I think they would be fine with just having a printer that you can print from your local network and that's it. Excellent. Now, Bruce, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. Much like I'm obsessed with fax machines, uh-huh. this next thing I want to talk to you about, I've talked about it on the show before, is the other thing I'm so excited about this season. It's the hackable 1-800-HOTLINE number. <laughs> Fantastic. We have our own hotline number. So if people would like to get in touch with the show, if they, I will speak on your behalf, Bruce, uh-huh. if they want to ask you questions, Absolutely. if they just want to tell us what they think of the show, if you've gotten a cool idea for a hack, call us because I am giddy. I am waiting by the phone <laughs> with for the ha- hotline to ring and I want to hear uh, what people have to say. I don't know why I'm so excited about this. But oh, no, it's it's exciting. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, having more opportunity to interact with people that are listening <laughs> to the podcast. So if people want to call the hackable hotline, the number is 1-855-4-HACKABLE. So four is the number four. So again, it's 1-855, the number four, and then the word hackable. And you could figure out what those are. I don't know what those numbers are. But <laughs> one could figure that out. Uh, we will also tweet it out. And this, of course, has been Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. If you want to find out more information about fax hacking or anything we talked about on the show today, mm-hmm. you can check out our website, hackablepodcast.com. Thank you, Mr. Bruce. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure as always. Ciao. Ciao.